Hi, welcome. This is a, a leadership collaboration series uh, with my uh, colleague uh, Nancy Halpern all the way in New York. Uh, we call it Leadership Lessons uh, from Across the Pond. And uh, Nancy and I tackle uh, key leadership challenges on a weekly basis uh, via LinkedIn Live. Uh, these could be sort of current to the context we're in and some will be sort of evergreen challenges. And we wanted to share our two very different perspectives on solving these leadership challenges. Do enjoy. Thank you. Uh, welcome everybody uh, to Leadership Lessons from Across the Pond with myself, Julian Roberts, and my co-host, uh, Nancy Halpern. How are you doing, Nancy? I'm doing well. It's freezing, but it's sunny. What else could you want? How Absolutely. are you? I'm doing very well. It's cold and sunny here. And I think we've confused everybody with the clock changes. Um, I think it's um, Fox or Fox you and I as well. So there we go. But hey-ho, let's carry on. The show must go on. We found each other regardless. <laughs> we did, and we're going to adapt. And today uh, we're doing a wonderful subject, which I love. It's all about feedback. Uh, how we give feedback, when's the best time to give feedback, uh, how do you do it during COVID times, and and how do you hold balance that whole sort of truth with empathy. And uh, it'd be wonderful to see your thoughts on feedback and whether you've had some feedback recently or in the past that you thought that was a good way of doing it or perhaps it wasn't a good way of doing it. Well, I really like giving it. I mean, no. I think... <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure, yes. Yeah, well, everybody I, I, else. I get feedback afterwards, by the way, after this session. Oh, and, and sometimes before as well. Um, <laughs> well, here's my favorite feedback story of all time. I had a colleague I was working with, and I was in a really crotchety mood that day. And she said, you know, Nancy, may I just give you some feedback? And I said, no. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean no? And I said, well, you asked. And I know what you're going to say. And I'm not in a good place to hear it. So the answer is no. We'll try it another time. And of course, she was shocked, you know, and she was really taken aback. And I'm sure she wanted to give me feedback on my rejecting her feedback. But it did kind of evolve my thinking for leaders about how they give and receive feedback. <clears throat> you know, feedback's been elevated to this sort of holy grail, kind of like collaboration consensus. And the truth is, if you're going to give people feedback, you should have some awareness of the context and the circumstance around them. You know, if you're seeing what I always advise about feedback or addressing something is if you see something once, unless it's highly egregious, of course, let it go. If you see it twice, a little check mark in the back of your head that says, oh, I've seen that before. That's kind of interesting. If it happens a third time, then you have a pattern. And that's really a good time to sit down and give feedback. Plus, of course, don't forget that positive feedback can go on. I was going to say, you, you might be referencing the sort of slightly more constructive feedback as opposed to the positive feedback. Oh, yes. Thank you for using the word constructive and whitewashing it versus critical. But, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, but, but I mean, but all feedback also isn't uh, of the same weight and value, right? I mean, you mm. know, it's, I think we need a nuanced view of constructive and critical feedback. And I think we need a lot more about positive feedback that recognizes when someone's done something right so they can build on that strength. Mm. What, do you, what are your thoughts, Julian, about feedback? It's interesting. I remember years ago, somebody saying to me, um, they said these wonderful words, um, feedback is a gift. 
And I remember them saying it just before they were going to give me some not so positive feedback. And um, I think it was a way of them preempting a fight. I'm going to give you a gift here and here's some feedback. And it's like, mm, it didn't feel like a gift. And I think the key thing, as, as you rightly said, is, is, is understanding where people are at, um, but also is how you deliver that feedback. And, you know, and I think that's the important thing because we need feedback and we need whether that's a, you know, a constructive way or a, or a positive. We need it because it's how we grow, it's how we develop, it's how we learn, it's how we move forward. And, and I think the important thing with it is making sure when you do give feedback, particularly on the stuff that's perhaps not so helpful and you spotted a pattern, perhaps you spotted a pattern of somebody in a, in a meeting that always interrupts other people and it becomes a bit of a, an issue. And so you have to obviously tackle it. Obviously, you don't do it in a public context. You do it more in a, in a private sense. And I think the key thing with it, where I think where a lot of people go wrong, is they don't make it specific enough of what that feedback is, make it really specific, but also pointing out people's behaviors. You know, mm. don't it's not attacking somebody. It's saying these are the behaviors that I'm observing. And it's, it's only what you're observing. And, and, and just by that sort of language starts to show that, you're not having a go at them. You're just observing it, which is what other people. But then I think the key thing of it is to, this is to create this sort of learning little, almost putting a, almost like a, a stick in a, in a, in a, in a, in a wheel spokes, you know, does almost stop people is for them to understand the impact they're having by the way they're acting and whether that's how people perceiving them or how they took the meeting up in the wrong direction or you waste a lot of time is casting the, the the impact piece and that makes them think actually how can i learn from this and do things differently and then before i go into pointing out to people the way to do it i always then ask them okay so what i've just said how do you think you should do it better next time and that creates that mindset of them starting to, to reflect and also realize for themselves that the process is not the best way of doing stuff and they'll come out with some ideas solutions yeah. and then you can obviously add to it so that's 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 that is, is how we do it it's how we deliver the feedback is really important and that can be positive obviously or the more constructive side as well yeah and i've always liked the observation impact framework that you're mm. speaking from i think the way i do it a little differently than you have is instead of asking them how could you do it better um <clears throat> i will ask you know so what are some different ways it could be done um, and I'm happy to be their thought partner if they need me or if they're mm. they, if they need their manager. But, you know, I'm not saying it wouldn't be better. But a lot of times I think what they did was fine. It's just the other person. So the word different um, mm. sort of takes it away from the evaluative. It, it doesn't, yeah. you know, yeah. right? So that's one difference. The other thing that I found is that a lot of managers ask their bosses for feedback. And sometimes their bosses say, no, nah, I don't have nothing. You're doing a great job. And that's very frustrating. So if, if you have one of those managers, one thing you can do in those feedback conversations is say, well, is there anything that I can do more of? Something I should be doing less mm. of? Something I should just keep doing? Or another variation of that is, well, is there anything else I can do to help you support your objectives? So you sort of make it about them. And the, I mean, you have to be careful, right? Because you don't want them saying, actually, I'd yeah. like to work on these three other projects, right? Yes. Because I can see you have bandwidth. I mean, in some ways, you could just be happy. But I agree with you that general feedback, like you need to be a better communicator, is useless. 
it, it's and and so then the onus actually is on you as the person as a recipient to do some deep dives into saying, well, how will you know when I'm a better communicator? Is mm-hmm. it my written work? Is it my presentations? Is it my interaction in a group meeting? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can provide some possible context for the feedback to help it get to something actionable for you. Yeah, I like that idea when somebody says everything's all going well and fine, or almost asking them almost to turn it on its head, really, to try and canvas that feedback. And, I, and I've used, obviously, that almost that stop, start, continue approach where, you know, what should, I, what should I stop doing, start doing, almost try to make it quite simplistically little boxes for people to sort of fill some information in that will help some feedback uh, if they're not forthcoming. Um, the other one I, I, I sort of don't always like when somebody says to me, you are awesome. You are amazing. You are brilliant. And you go, here it comes. Great. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Of course we all love it, but it, yeah. but it's, it's, it's said in a way that it just doesn't bring any richness to what the feedback and how you are doing something very well. Now, clearly they feel that way. And there's only one way they feel. And so I've always encouraged the leaders I've coached when they get to a place, when they get to a place where they say, somebody's awesome okay, that's one word, but you've got many thoughts that have just got to that point. Just slowly go back before you say those words. You know, what makes that person awesome? Think of two or three things. And I say, Nancy, you are awesome today. And the reason you're awesome is you are clear in your your thinking. You are very succinct and you are really relevant with the points you made. That's what made you awesome today. And it Thank just you. adds a lot more value to and richness to that feedback. Because we all want to hear some good stuff, but say some good stuff in a really powerful way that then people go away. They, he thought I was awesome. And because of these three things. And, and obviously, when people said say that to me, not that I have loads of people saying I'm awesome. I say I go, every really day like that. To myself, I, actually, about you. <laughs> <laughs> I say thank you. What is it I just did that that made it awesome? And then they go, and then, then they stop the thinking loop and they start to go, oh, actually, it's because of this, this, and this. And you go, okay, that's really brilliant. I really, that's a richness of feedback. It can be embarrassing to hear that about yourself because I've occasionally asked people, well, what was it that made that work work for you? You know, what was it that was mm. helpful? What was it? And it can be embarrassing. Although when you said it to me, I was embarrassed at all. I thought that's spot on. I'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Yeah. I wanted to bring up this sort of last point before we run out of time about balancing truth with empathy. And I'd like to posit that I think it's a force, a false choice, right? I think that you can be empathetically truthful. Um, and or truthfully empathetic, whichever way it goes, right? You know, there are performance metrics. I mean, if somebody missed something by, I'm just making it up, if it is indeed a quantitative metric and they they missed it by 5%, all right? And there were circumstances because of COVID, family, just even emotional well-being, you're really going to crack down on them and their or feedback on performance right now. But if it's something, again, you've observed a pattern on that has an impact, as long as you're truthful about it, and and when you're giving feedback, your tone of voice and facial expression matters too. Are you mm. scolding someone? You know, are you treating them like a sort of, you know, scary teacher or parent, mm. or are you instead saying, "So here's what I've observed happen. 
I don't want anything to stand in the way of your success. And I see, I see that this could trip you up. So let's have a conversation about it and how I can support you and what you could do to right that ship again, right? You can be very empathetic to what they're going through, mm. but you're still going to be honest about it. What do you think, Julian? I, I totally agree. And for me, it comes down to what is your intent with that feedback? Why are you giving feedback? Are you giving feedback because you want to knock somebody down because it'll mean less of a bonus, less of a pay rise? Or is your intent, which I hope it would be, as I want this person to grow, to develop, to be better the next time. And I want to be the person alongside them to support them and help them be better. That it all goes down to intent. And if your intent is of that, you may stumble around and how you deliver that in some ways. But as long as your intent's there, people will feel that sense of intent. This person's got my back. He wants the best for me. He might have said it in the real wrong way and messed up a little bit in how he's delivered it. But if the intent's there, that is really important. That's a good place to start. Yeah, um, you know, there's one thing I'm eager to get in though before we stop, which is the notion <laughs> of which is the notion of feed forward about asking. This is from Marshall Goldsmith, not me, but it's about saying to someone, you know, Julian, I'm trying really hard to work on not interrupting you as frequently. So <laughs> I'm making an announcement. That I'm not going to. I'm really going to make a, a visible effort. Would you spot me, and I'll come back to you like every couple of weeks and ask you how I'm doing with that. So you get a partnership in your own development that's feeding it forward. Because of course, feedback's always reflective on stuff that's yes. already happened that you can't really change. You can just maybe stop or start. But feed forward is quite different, and I have found that it releases some of the the fear and the tension around it. That's good. I like that. That's a good being a spotter, a spotter in a real collaborative way. I like that. Um, well, we are whizzing past, and um, I hope you found this uh, useful on feedback. We'd love to you to add to your uh, the comments in in the feed. Uh, do like, do share, and uh, come next week and join us again as we look at another topic uh, to help you as leaders uh, at this time. Thank you very much. And I think we would even welcome feedback, right, Julian? Absolutely. Kindly said, please. <laughs> yes. Thank you, everyone.